0: Welcome to the Guts to Share Deeply podcast. I'm your host, Krissa, and I'm your host, Brittany. Do you have the guts to share deeply? We do.
1: All right, episode three. Well Number three. Wait. Is it four or three? It's three. Well, there's the trailer, the first one, yours and mine. So technically four. Um, but, but not counting the trailer, I guess it's the official episode three. <laughs> yeah, because these are full episodes. And how ironic! Um, uh, my like favorite, one of my favorite and lucky numbers is three. <laughs> oh wow! Yeah. So That's cool. Three. Here we go. <laughs> um, okay. So this episode gonna shine the spotlight on me this time. Dun dun dun. Um, gonna be discussing fibromyalgia. Um, and chronic illness, um, and my journey with that. So I'm excited to talk about it, share about it. Um, It's something I feel like not a lot of people know I have. Um, And when I tell them I have it, they're like pretty shocked, and they're also pretty lost. (laughs) If they have no experience about chronic illness, or they don't really have it themselves, or a chronic illness themselves, um, they usually are like, what? Mm -hmm. (laughs) kind of the reaction you seem to get. So I'm excited to talk about it, maybe um, bring it to the forefront a little more. <laughs> um, I think it is something that should be talked about more, just like the chronic illness and everything. So, Because mm-hmm. there's many, 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 many chronic illnesses um, and how they affect people differently and so on. And now, of course, I've kind of developed a whole uh, community or friend group um, of people that either have fibromyalgia or also have other chronic illnesses, um, and like PCOS and things like that. Um, so it, it is funny how between all the different chronic illnesses, whether it's like a lupus or a PCOS or fibromyalgia or something else, um, how there is definitely common threads and common, uh, I guess symptoms that, you know, me and people that I know with different illnesses, uh, all share. So, um, it's pretty interesting. But yeah, so I'm going to talk about uh, my journey to being diagnosed with fibromyalgia and then kind of the diagnosis being taken back and could be lupus. So stay tuned. <laughs> That's apparently how these things go as well. So don't really know what I have, but here's my journey, what I was told. <laughs> Um, okay. So I guess I'll start how I got it. Um, and started noticing my symptoms. Um, so it was 2019 late summer. Um, it was like the end of August. Um, a traumatic event had occurred, (laughs) which maybe I'll speak about one day. Um, so something really, really traumatic happened that I was like the forefront of. Um, and so I kind of like got the, 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 trauma of this situation. Um, because actually, uh, like my siblings or you, uh, not all of you were there. Um, really none of you were actually there for the initial thing that happened. Um, and then I think it was just, um, like, you know, our youngest brother, um, that experienced a lot of it too, was kind of there with me because he was actually the one that came and like got me, Um, And then I went like this traumatic situation occurred. So anyhow, um, when the traumatic situation occurred (laughs) to be discussed another time, um, I remember in that moment, like I had the what I kind of describe as like I just felt like the biggest panic, anxiety attack, like nerve shot. I felt like everything was hitting my body at once. And I was so hysterical. I was bawling my eyes out. I was scared. I was shaking. Like, it was a whole scene. Um, And, and it really felt almost like an outer body experience. Um, I could not control myself. I could not control my nerves, my anxiety. Like I said, I feel like I had, like, an attack, of a panic attack or anxiety attack, whichever. Um, and I just could not control it. And I was so, so, so hysterical. And I feel like my nerves were so shot in that moment that I... Like, I can still remember how that felt. Um, and, you know, the, the, the situation um, kind of occurred, um, you, you know, was going on for about an hour. So that's also a lot of time <laughs> to wow. be in like a panic attack of some sort or my nerves being shot and so hysterical for that long Um, that I feel like that's what, you know, obviously caused this because it was so long, it was so intense. And it was like, so after that, um, something I noticed was, so so here's where I kind of noticed I was getting bad off, I guess, for about two weeks following that traumatic experience, I started noticing symptoms of like, the fatigue, the brain fog, pain all over my body, like, it was hard to go to work. Um, I was actually like calling out a couple times. I'm like, what is going on with me? Like, I felt like I just could not get out of bed because the pain was so bad all over and like tense and tight. And you know, all, all these like weird things started happening. Um, and where I really noticed I was so bad off was backing up a little, um, because this was like end of August into early September. So in June, Uh, like the first week of June, um, I went away to a conference. Um, I had to get on a plane to go to this conference and was there for a week and, you know, traveling around sightseeing, went to the conference for four days and like a conference, you're, I mean, it's an all day thing. Um, You know, you only got a couple little breaks and that trip, I mean, I'm my normal self. I'm like, boom, 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 boom. You know, I'm getting on a plane. I'm carrying my stuff or traveling all around. We're hitting the beach. We're, going to the conference, like, you know, my normal self, very like active and didn't need to nap, like, you know, just me. And in September, I had another conference trip planned um, that I had to also get on a plane for. I was going to be gone for a week, plan to sightsee um, and go to the conference, of course. And so that trip was about two to three weeks after the traumatic event and my symptoms had kind of already started but I noticed when I had to leave to go to the conference literally that morning like carrying my luggage packing all that I was so exhausted feeling and like to the point I could not carry my own luggage I couldn't I couldn't roll my own luggage I couldn't pull my own luggage So, you know, the person I was with had to like do it all for me. And I'm like, I'm so sorry. I don't know if I just lost some sleep or a lot's been going on. And I'm just like exhausted. Like, I don't know what's wrong with me. But it wasn't just like, I'm tired. I need to sleep. It was like, I can't lift my arm, (laughs) you know, let alone pull some luggage. Like, and that was not typical for me. I was a person that worked two and three jobs. I was in the gym after working the two and three jobs in a day, you know, my, I loved weight training. That was my favorite form of, of exercise working out. Um, so I'm used to like living hefty, heavy, <laughs> hefty, <laughs> hefty, heavy. Living he- heavy lifting heavy things. I was used to living, lifting heavy things, weight training, like exercising. I'm going to this job, going to that job. I'm pulling like 16 hour days, barely getting sleep. And I'm feeling good. Like I was always very hyper and active. Um, so like the fact I couldn't even pull my own suitcase, like, which would be very easy, actually, it's not like it was packed, (laughs) um, was like, what's going on with me? Like, there's a problem. Um, and when, you know, I went on the plane, got to our destination the entire trip (laughs) like I was staying at an Airbnb and I planned to do all this sightseeing hiking and this and that and I just wanted to sleep it's like I took it as my opportunity to sleep I slept the whole trip but the conference um and it was like (sighs) I felt like I spent all this money to come here and blah 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 had all these plans and all I can think about and do like physically was sleep and like that's what I did all day. And then during the conference, it was so, so hard to get through the conference days. (laughs) It was like, all I'm thinking about is collapsing onto this floor right now, collapsing into bed. Like it, you know, and that's where I say, it wasn't like, I'm tired. I need to sleep. It was like, I physically couldn't even carry my own weight. I couldn't handle sitting and watching a conference. I couldn't handle the hours of Walking and standing and sitting, and it's like I need to collapse. <laughs> um, and that's when I really realized, like, okay, something's wrong. <laughs> this was not, I just woke up tired the day I got on my flight. This is like I'm five days into this trip, and I cannot lift my arm still. <laughs> um, it was really bad. And so that kind of started my journey of, like, I guess the downhill. <laughs> And all my symptoms happening. And so, of course, by the time I get back from the conference, I'm living my life. I'm still, you know, working two and three jobs. I still would want to, like, work out all the time. But I also noticed, like, I stopped working out. And that was, like, one of my favorite things to do. And it's, like, I couldn't do both. I, I, I started, like, I couldn't work and work out in the same day. And then it was, like, I can't do two jobs and work out in the same day. And then it was like, I can't do two jobs in the same day. And it just like progressively got so much worse. So like fast forwarding to like December, I'm starting to get really depressed and in a rut because I'm having all these weird symptoms, so much more come up. The brain fog was very new to me. I'm very used to like, um, you know, talking like my brain being very sharp and this and that and brain fog. Like for me, it's not that I don't remember things or something. It's that mid sentence. It's like, it's gone. <laughs> the thought is gone. The word is gone. Like, and, and you hate it too, because especially if you're like talking to someone like right now, podcasting, talking to you, you know, I'm having a good day. So I think I'm doing good. Mm-hmm. But on a bad day, a foggy day, it's like, and I know you've experienced it now with me many times.
0: Yes, I have. Where I'm I am know what
1: you're talking about. Say something. And then I'm like, uh-huh. and a word. And I remember even recently, it was toothpaste I was making I was home making toothpaste and I was telling you the ingredients and the one thing I wanted to tell you I put in it was peppermint oil and I forgot the name peppermint oil how in the heck do you forget peppermint oil like that's something I should not even forget it's like I had to I was like Brit, wait 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 like that's so stupid feeling and I was like I have to walk so I like run to the bathroom look at it and I'm like peppermint and the fact that it was only what three three ingredients, right?
0: Thanks, thanks. <laughs> no, 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 but I'm just thanks. saying.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: No, well, I know. you know, it just kind of means like, oh, like then it is pretty um, bad.
1: Uh, you got a problem? Oh, yeah. No. no. <laughs> I know. No, but for real, yes. Like that's something. Thank you for pointing it out because yes, that's the point. Though the most simplest of things, three ingredients only, and you're yeah. like oh, on one. Where'd it go? Where'd the name go? Um, and that is the brain fog for me Mm -hmm. and that I was not used to and that I'm like, am I going crazy? Like what's wrong? Is there a parasite eating my brains? Like what is going on? Am I dying? Um, so there was that. And then I'm dealing with the pain all over constantly, the tense, the tightness, flares. That was a new thing because you'd have maybe three weeks or so of like a flare and that is when, I mean, it is to the point of no return. Every day is a bad, bad, bad on steroids day. But then it's like when you're not in a flare, it's bad because it's always bad. Um, but let's say let's use a scale. So let's say not flare and not bad day would be maybe like pain levels, fatigue levels, symptoms, Um, between one and 10, I would say for myself would be maybe a, I am consistently like on a good day, like today, I am consistently a six, I would say. And that's like a real good day is a six, because it's still there. Mm -hmm. Right now I'm I'm in pain. Like I feel it. (laughs) I feel tired. And I'm actually starting to get shaky because we've been like podcasting all day. I've been going all day. So I'm actually shaking because I'm getting so like, pain and tense and like tired and I'm trying to fight it so that's something I, I as symptom I have too is like I get the shakes if I'm really trying to push through and it's like bad um but that's like my good day <laughs> today um but I still have all the symptoms so that's why I say a five or six now in a flare um you know you're a full-blown 10 every single day until the flare is over um you know you just cannot be a part of society <laughs> in the flare's but even on bad days, because that's the thing, it can also get confusing with flares because, you know, a flare is something that, like, it's not stopping for days, but, like, a bad day is, is you know, your bad day in between your good days. So, um, usually when you've overdone it. Um, so, something me and one of my good friends that has the same issues um, likes to call it is like you paying the tax. <laughs> okay. It's like it's the tax on your bill. So, mm. your bill is, um, everything you've overdone on your good day. So cleaning your whole house, cleaning the car, seeing all your friends in the world, running the errands, maybe hitting a shift at work because you feel good. <laughs> like whatever it is, mm-hmm. cooking a meal, whatever, shaving, showering. Okay. That's a That's a challenge. Um, And then the next day you're paying the tax and it's like a full blown tractor trailer. has ran you over and back and oh you're my. in bed and you can't get out and you're calling out of work and you can't function, you can't think, you're in pain head to toe, you're dying. That's how it feels. Um, So bad days feel like a flare. Just it's one day as opposed to like seven to three weeks in a row. (laughs) Um, Seven days to three weeks in a row. So anyhow, um, but yeah, so I have good and bad days. So that is something obviously I started noticing is one, I was like at a consistent five or six. So I'm having symptoms every day. Um, but then, you know, I'd have the bad days or like a flare and it's like, what is happening to me? Um, so one of my, you know, friends that also, um, has fibromyalgia, they had like a rheumatologist, um, that they, you know, have been going to and that actually diagnosed them after like five or seven years of them searching. So they're like, you need to go to this rheumatologist. Um, so my journey with going to doctors started, um, I did like first go to a primary care I'm like Getting all the blood work done, getting the, you know, they're like, let's test you for leukemia, <laughs> like let's test you for this and that, you know, Lyme's disease, um, you know, Epstein Barr, like mono, like all these crazy things, um, you know, and other chronic illnesses, the lupus, the, you know, many, many, many other things, and like all and all your vitamins and all this blood work, and one of the most frustrating things is that, like nine times out of ten, your blood work comes back normal or within normal range because You're only one point under or one point over, so it's like eh, nothing to worry about. You're normal, which that doesn't really even make sense alone, but that's another day. Um, so it's like, or everything is normal or negative, you know, all these tests. So then you're like, you know, no, I don't want to have leukemia, you know, no, I don't want Lyme's disease, but I want an answer. It's like you almost become so desperate that I almost wish that like I did have something because then it could answer why I feel this way but these doctors are looking at me like I got three heads because they don't even know what it is and fibromyalgia is something that you know is just now I think becoming more and more and more known and really since someone Lady Gaga who has it since she started really talking about then it became more like I feel like publicly and more widespread like known um but there is still today i mean so much doctors and people that i mean there's still not enough research not enough answers there's not any cure there's barely treatments you know um so it's like they still don't really even know what to call what all these symptoms are so they just say fibromyalgia have a good day <laughs> you know bye um and they still don't even really know what it is um so that is very very frustrating about it um so yeah, I was going down the journey of like all these doctors. I'm I'm living at the doctor's. Okay, like rent is due at the doctor's for me, cause I'm living there. I'm having to do, pay my rent. Um, <laughs> so I'm living there. I'm living out my car at this point. Like the blood is being taken left and right. Um, and everything's coming back normal or negative. So it's like, what what do I have going on? And then I'm feeling more crazy. It's like, am I crazy? You know. Does everyone think I'm crazy? Because there's definitely people that think I'm crazy. Like, I'm telling you, I cannot lift my arm. But all these tests are showing I guess I should be able to and I'm fine. Um, so, what is going on?
0: Mm.
1: So, when my friend told me about fibromyalgia um, and all of this, they're like, "Go oh, the rheumatologist, like, they're a specialist. They should be able to diagnose you and test you. You know, there isn't – I don't know what, like, the latest is, like, today. But um, – as of, like, a couple years ago, there still wasn't, like, a test available. It's not like they can test your blood and say, oh, you have fibromyalgia. Um, they kind of got to guess, and they got to test you for everything under the sun to rule out anything else to then say, well, we don't know what you have, so we're going to call it fibromyalgia. You know, um, the only test they kind of have is a pressure point test. So when I went to the rheumatologist for the first time, I believe there's – 14 or 18 pressure points, um, that literally he would like press on my knee, press here, press on points in my back. And I had to say if it was like no pain eh, or bad, severe. <laughs> um, so I remember that day I got like, I think it was 14. So if it was 14 all in one, it was, like, I got all of them. Or if it was 18 or 16, I, I got, like, 14 out of whatever. So in that day, he's like, okay, uh, you have fibromyalgia, <laughs> you know. Um, so that's where I got, like, initially diagnosed with the fibromyalgia. Um, because I'd been tested for everything else. Everything was normal or negative. And then it was, like, he did the pressure points. All of that, you know, I had every point. Um, so then it was like, and then all these symptoms and he's like, well, yeah, I'd say right now I would diagnose you with fibromyalgia. He's like, but I want you to come back in like six months and we're going to test you like for lupus and your ANA. And ANA is like, I guess linked to lupus. Usually people with lupus have a positive or high ANA. Um, so he's like, you know, we're going to test you in like six more months. Maybe something's coming on in you. Like maybe it's not fibromyalgia um so i'm like okay so i went back like six months later i got like a lot of i I got more tests done and i got like a lupus test and then i got um the ANA. and this time the lupus test came back negative but the ANA came back positive and i guess high so then he told me well I guess I can't really say you have fibromyalgia because your ANA is positive, which indicates that you have something or something growing or coming on like lupus. Like maybe it's going to get worse as you get older and your ANA is going to go up and up and up. Maybe the lupus will come back positive and then we can diagnose you with lupus. Um, which all like sounds like it makes no sense, <laughs> but that's what they said. Now, In some communities, i followed on Facebook and things of fibromyalgia. A lot of people with fibromyalgia and that like do not have lupus or whatnot have said they also have positive ANA. So they felt like that was a little incorrect for my doctor to say. Um, But who knows here. But that's just what I was told. And then I had to come back like six months later. So that's like, and then I went back six months later, took the test again. Again, the lupus is like negative, but the ANA is still positive and like kind of high. So like now they want me to come back. So I think in like a month I'm due. So I guess we'll find out. But so right now my diagnosis is that I'm kind of not diagnosed again. Because at first, it's like I diagnosed you with fibromyalgia, then the ANA turned positive. So then it was like, wait, do you have something coming on or lupus or something else? So now we got to backtrack. So maybe it's not fibromyalgia. So hopefully in a month when I go, they'll actually diagnose me with fibromyalgia or lupus or who knows. So I say I have fibromyalgia because that's what I was initially diagnosed with. And, and I have all the symptoms and everything of that. And, and nothing else has been positive or anything but the ANA. So... You know, um, but I guess I could say I don't really know what I have. I just know what I have is chronic. <laughs> I know it's an illness of some sort. I struggle really, really bad with the fatigue, with the pain all over. You know, I go to work one day. I come home. I'm like a truck is ran me over the next day. You know, all of the symptoms. And it really has affected um, like my, my work um, and having a job and keeping a job. Um, I know you know how bad that's been for me. Mm -hmm. Um, because like I said, previously I was working two and three jobs, full on 14, 16 hour days. I I was at McDonald's doing my overtime. Okay. Coming in when they called and then it turned into like, I cannot get out of bed and I became very unreliable. It's like, I can't get a job. I could never do a full time job. That's five days, eight hours, overtime, whatever. I can't do things standing on my feet. Um, but I also can't sit too long. It's weird. Um, and not just that, it's more about like my good and bad days. I I feel like I can't have a full-time job, not just because like I can't do it because some days I could do the eight, 10 hour days, but on my bad days or my flares, it's like I'm calling out and then I'm unreliable. So people don't want to hire me or take me on when I tell them what I have going on and that I may call out sometimes. I may be unreliable because I have an illness and then they're like, "Uh, okay next (laughs) like Mm. and so I've had to really learn to like entrepreneur like create my own work find a way to make money things like that um which is really a struggle right now because like I need a real job I need to work you know full-time or something I need to support all my bills um but it has become I would say like the biggest challenge of my life you know the last about three and four years um And increasingly, that has gotten so much worse. Um, And then, like, I really don't exercise much. I always say I'm going to start working out or walking. And I try, but then I have a bad day or then I have a flare. And then it's like I'm back at square one. Um, I do try to eat very, very healthy because I know I can't exercise and work out like I used to. Um, So I do try to eat very, very healthy and clean so that I can like maintain my health and my weight um, because I am someone that like can gain weight like that really quickly and stuff. And um, so I do try to be conscious of that Um, and just like do what I can and on the good days maybe go for the walk or whatnot. Um, But yeah, so that has been uh, like my journey so far and how it has affected me. And it's just crazy how much, like, symptoms there are to it and effects. Um, But kind of touching back on the Lady Gaga thing, I was, like, it was also my good friend that was, like, do you know how Lady Gaga has it? And I'm, like, what? No way. Like, touring, busting her butt, you know, performing, dancing, singing, da-da-da-da-da, Lady Gaga has what I have. Like, Mm -hmm. but it brought me so much comfort because... I'm a singer. I want to be like a performer and a dancer and a singer and all of that someday. And that's been one of my dreams. And like, I actually do sing and stuff. So it's like, um, that gave me a lot of hope that like, maybe I could have a career and have what I have. Maybe I can dance and sing and perform and this and that and have what I have. Maybe it will look different for me um you know I'll really have to be in control of my schedule my day-to-day things but even doing something like this like podcasting and trying to build a career in some kind of like entertainment talk maybe music down the line it's like um for for a while there I also felt like it was just crushed because of what I had Mm -hmm. um but also doing something like this podcasting you know I get up I can just throw on some makeup an outfit hit record and like we can sit here and just talk I can sit I can talk and do it on a good day like today um so I feel like it's definitely a good type of career for me to get into um because it can be you know it's more entrepreneur it can be more in my control so this is why I like it because it does work for me and on the really bad days I just wouldn't record if I can't um so I feel like this is a little bit of hope for me which is why I'm trying to also go down this road (laughs) um yeah so um yeah I guess that's my journey with it but I was so inspired to hear about Lady Gaga and then I did look up videos and she had a lot of interviews and videos talking about in her journey also a traumatic event happened to her and that's how she developed it um and I think unfortunately it's gotten a little bit worse I did hear about I could be wrong but I did hear about I think she had to like end up postponing a tour or something um because of her health I'm sure it had something to do with the fibro um and that is the thing too as you get older it does get worse and it also gets harder to push through is what I've heard from older friends that I have that have it. It's like, you know, you can push through a little easier even if you think so not when you're younger. And once you do get, you know, past forties and fifties, like you really can't, um, you know, it becomes increasingly difficult. Um, so maybe that's why for her, but, um, yeah. And then I just learned about even some other famous people and, um, that had it or, or some kind of chronic illness that has the same symptoms, maybe the chronic fatigue and, and different things like I experience. Um, you know, Selena Gomez has the lupus. Um, so hearing her story and what she's gone through, a lot of related symptoms. Um, and just the fact, even if it's a different chronic illness, um, I think feeling a lot of times almost trapped by your illness and in your body. And also just like, this could be a podcast for another day. Like the whole mental and emotional depression, like anxiety, so much things that can develop because of the illness Mm -hmm. and what it's doing to you mentally on a daily basis. Um, I think that everybody with a chronic illness can relate to Mm -hmm. is like the mental and emotional aspect, um, that can come with it. The depression, the anxiety, things like that. Mm -hmm. Um, so I think it's nice, you know, that um, I'm not alone. I do know that now. <laughs> and so many other people do struggle with it. And I try to just, like, really give myself grace. Um, you know, it doesn't have to define who I am, but it's a part of who I am. It's a big part, and it affects my day-to-day. Um, and, you know, something, a saying I heard from someone uh, down the line, that uh, you know, when I first was uh, learning about it and diagnosed with the fibromyalgia or chronic illness, um, something uh, that was said was that it's not life-threatening, but it's life-altering. And I'm like, that could not describe it better because that's me. You know, fibromyalgia isn't considered life-threatening. You know, they're not like you're going to die, you know, by age 35 because you have fibromyalgia. No. So a lot of people are like, oh, thank you, Jesus. I don't have, you know, leukemia or something. I, I just have fibromyalgia, not life-threatening. And I am definitely very, very grateful if that is, you know, the case with me. Thank God. But it is so life-altering. Um, So it's like my, you know, your day-to-day, your, the flares or not, the jobs. Can you go after the career you wanted or not now? Can you have kids or not now? <laughs> do I even have, like... Energy for a relationship? <laughs> not really. Like, I can't even get out of bed. Um, like, can I travel or not anymore like I'd want to? Can I go to that conference that i want to or not? No desire. I have, like, no desire in me anymore to go to a conference. You know, it, mentally, I, w- I would love to. That was me. I would love to. But now it's like, <laughs> like, I can't. I can't. And that's also that struggle and that brings depression is that I want to, but I can't. I want to mentally, but I physically can't, especially on bad days. (laughs) Um, So I think all of that brings its own mental challenges um, and can become very debilitating. Um, And I think it can be hard for outside people to recognize that, um, to even recognize it as a disability um, because it's so debilitating, but so many people don't even want to recognize it as a disability because it can be hard for people without it to believe you, you know, or, or to view it as that. Um, because even like, you know, you maybe could look at me and be like, mm, are you sure about that? <laughs> like, you know, I know you believe me you have empathy for me, but you're like, Oh, you're in so much pain all over it. I couldn't tell. <laughs> like, you know, you can't yeah. tell looking at me. I look healthy. I look happy. I got my makeup on. I got my dress on today. I'm podcasting. I do not look like I'm dying underneath. I do not look like I am Like a truck has ran me over. I don't look like I'm having pain all over or shocks of pain as I'm sitting here talking or even, you you know, whatever it is. Like I don't look like that, Um, but it's happening and it's so real to me. Um, And I know, you know, people with chronic illnesses or, or even one, especially like fibromyalgia that you really can't see, but it's like, it's there. I know um, that's how we feel. (laughs) And that's hard too. It's hard to get a diagnosis. It's hard to deal with doctors Um, and not to fault doctors because I know they're all still just learning about it. And, but it's hard because if they don't have it or you're taking someone like a doctor or a friend or a family that doesn't have it themselves, there's still that part of them that I feel like is looking at you. That's like, are you sure? (laughs) Like, yeah, uh, you know, Mm -hmm. but (laughs) And it's like, no, I'm dying underneath. Believe me, please, you know, but it's, it's hard. And I, and I get why it's hard. Um, But that makes you feel very, very alone and depressed. And that's where it can kind of really bring in that side of it, too. Um, And there's just absolutely no empathy in the work world for it. <laughs> it's hard to find a work- workplace. I haven't found one yet. Um, You're not. I'm not going to say you're not going to find one, but I hadn't found one. And I still haven't. That has that like recognizes it and even would recognize it as a disability for me or would almost believe me you know they would almost rather look at me as a 22 year old as lazy or I don't want to work or I don't want to you know you have that talk that goes on especially with young people with illnesses like fibromyalgia and especially in the work world they want to be like oh, well, you're just being lazy why aren't you going to college Or why aren't you doing this you're just a lazy 22 year old like everybody's so lazy nowadays like that's the talk you get or the comments Mm -hmm. or the assumption and it's like i promise you that could not be furthest from the truth for me and it's like i would love to work i would love to like have a full-time job and overtime and hustle hustle i'd love to like work and go to college i'd love to you know this and that and it's just like but, dude, I can't. <laughs> I, I can't do it the way everybody else does it. Or you have to understand I'm going to call out some days. You have to understand I'm going to be unreliable. And, like, they also just, like, don't want to understand that. Because they don't believe you. They look at you. You look happy and healthy. And it's like, but I'm not. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of my thing on it. So, that's me and my fibromyalgia or not. Maybe lupus. We'll find out. Stay tuned. <laughs> like, um. So, I wondered, I um, guess, if you want to speak any from your perspective, like watching me with it, um, or what you'd have to say, or maybe anything you had noticed.
0: Yeah, so, you know, I hadn't, like, I hadn't ever heard the term before. She had, you know, mentioned it and said, you know, this mm-hmm. is what I may have. Um, and yes, definitely, like, looking from the outside, it's easy to maybe think, like, you just don't see what's going on inside, obviously. And it's almost, like, hard to believe. Like, wow, like, really? Because, obviously, you know, you can, you know, do, like, your best to ma- to maybe cover it up. Mm-hmm. And to go, you know, along with it. Um. But, yeah, like, from you speaking about it, it just, it definitely seems like it's a big challenge. And I have to give... You so much props, like, <laughs> you've handled it really well, like, in my eyes, I mean, from, like, just everything that you've been through with it, like, I think you really push through and do such an amazing job, despite the obstacles that come with it, but I get it, you know, like, you do have your bad days and stuff, um, but to me, like, like, you really do
1: push through it. Thank you. And I just, you know, I guess to kind of close out this episode, (laughs) I think I've said a lot. Um, You know, it's definitely a conversation I want to continue, probably do more podcasts on in the future. I'd love to bring people on or do emails or comments um, with people that also have it. Um, And it's funny, too, something I have to make a comment about. I think like literally today it's more put out there or known or people are sharing it more but I'd say even just just under a year ago going on something like TikTok and looking up like fibromyalgia or chronic illness um I I can literally I mean I didn't find much videos there was like nobody talking about none that are popular (laughs) none that there really was not even much accounts or people like really sharing about or how they struggle with it or their stories or um, knowledge about it or anything um so it's still it's just so like on the back burner, I feel like. Um, So I'm just really excited to like, talk about it in a podcast episode, be able to share this. I'll, you know, be posting clips of this to TikTok and YouTube and Instagram and all of that. So I'm excited to be a voice for people with chronic illness um, and fibromyalgia particularly. um, And just to, you know, voice about it um, and our struggles and maybe even give voice to, to other people with it. or maybe this could be something like like this podcast episode could be an episode someone could share with a family or friend a member um, or family member or friend um, or somebody in their life to be like, here <laughs> perfectly described. this is uh, what I deal with. This is this is you know this girl described what I deal with whatever. And maybe it could make their family or friends understand. Um, so that's what I would just love to bring to people through sharing it as well. And it's something I don't want to hide. I do feel like for a while I did try to hide it. I did, you know, the pushing through, I mean, I still do that a lot, but you know, you just, it's like, Oh, I'm 22 and nobody understands me. And uh, I feel crazy and I probably look crazy and I sound crazy saying this and that and they don't believe me. And you know, I'm supposed to be happy and healthy and doing this and doing that and doing the most at 22 and I feel like I just, like, tried so hard to, like, put on that front when I just want to, like, cripple. Well, I
0: wanted to cripple. mention something. I want to
1: crumble. But I am a cripple. I call myself chronic cripple as a joke. I'm like, I'm a chronic cripple. Chronic cripple. Chronic cripple. You know? And I, I do make light of it. I do try to make a joke out of it. I'm like, um, you know, just a chronic cripple. Sorry. um, Aww. But I do try to do that. And I'll actually do that even with, like, people. <laughs> They're Probably, like, what this girl on crack you know um like they probably like what are you talking about like people that don't know me or know about it but I do catch myself more if I'm like in public more now or in the workplace or something um or like church or friends I'll um I will make the joke like if I happen to do something or I need to sit down or like I'm having issues okay because I, I don't try to hide it anymore if I need to sit down sit down you know I can't overdo it if I'm at like a family function friend event and I've just got to sit down and, but I'm there and that's the best I could do, but I need to sit. Like, you know, I will, but I will make the joke. I'll be like, oh, you know, sorry, chronic cripple moment. <laughs> you know, sorry, I'm a chronic oh. cripple. You know, you know, I, I got to sit. And they're like, <laughs> like <laughs> what'd she just say? Because uh, they might not always even know what I'm talking about. Well, they're, but, they're just lost, you know? Yeah. Or they're like, eh. or maybe they forget I have it or they don't even know. But, you know, I just, I'm just being honest. You know, I don't try to hide it. I'm like, sorry chronic cripple, got a chronic illness, got to sit down. They're like, oh, oh." (laughs) we didn't know you had that. Are you okay? (laughs) Well, it's
0: kind of like, you know, (laughs) you feel like you could almost, well, I'm sure you have, you know, feel like you've even lost, like, yourself in a sense. Yeah. Just by not being able to do certain things. And like you mentioned earlier, wanting to, but just not being able to.
1: Yeah. Well, Which, thank you for bringing that up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, because you know, I did.
0: Very, and that's where, like, the mental and emotional um stuff, you know, come into play. Yes. That world where you're affected, you know, in those ways.
1: I was going to say, yes. Yeah, absolutely. Like, the depression and the mental battle. Mm-hmm. Um, Yeah, especially in the early stages and before being diagnosed. That's always the worst time because it's like, what's happening to me? Right. And I can't work two jobs anymore. I can't work out anymore. I can't do this all in the same day anymore. What's going on? You know, and um, being diagnosed helps because then it can be, you know, it's like you identify. Oh, I'm not crazy or I'm not, you know, it's like I do have something. Mm-hmm. But then it opens up a whole new door of like you have to also accept it. And being a 20 and now 22 year old, you know, it's like being so young and I should be doing this and that. That's really hard to accept. That like, no. I feel like I'm in the body of an 85 year old and chronically, if that's the term, or on the inside, I guess I should say, I am like, I I am the body of an 80 year old, you know, especially bad days. Like I really am. And I do need to sit and I do need to relax and I do need to take breaks. I have to nap almost every day in between, or I can't function. I can't go do that shift at work in the evening if I don't take a nap before, you know, or rest lay down like I just you know and I've had to and that's hard to to get over mentally and kind of you know because you go from you go from not being that and you go well now I have no choice um so I definitely felt like for a long time I did lose myself um but you know I I had to realize too you know I'm just I'm I'm a new me I'm a me with a chronic illness and I have to accept that and learn to live like that you know I am me but I'm me with a chronic illness you know it doesn't mean I can't podcast or sing it doesn't mean I can't go to the club it doesn't mean I can't go to the family functions ever it just might be I have to do it less or I have to recognize if I have a good and bad day I have to learn to say no to people so much which is very hard to do (laughs) Very hard for me if anyone knows me it's like I want to be everybody's rock so I very much so have had to learn to say no but that's a big thing you gotta learn to say no um saying no taking your breaks sitting down at the family functions sitting down at the bar or the club <laughs> let me take a break you know I'll get back to dancing in ten minutes um. Like for real, so um, yeah, you know, and and I think a big thing for me was to find my people and people that would understand me and understand when I need to cancel last second, or that when they ask me about making plans, I say, I'll let you know the day of, <laughs> you know, sorry, and they can say, That's fine, you know, people. That are like that, great. Or or you do make plans and you got to call that friend the day of and say, I am so sorry. I'm having a flare or I'm having a really, really bad day. Can we reschedule? And they're like, absolutely. It's fine. And they don't get mad at you, you know. Um, and that was a little bit hard to find. I lost some friends. Like people that wanted to just go out all the time or people that wanted to do all the time or expected me to be a part of this or that all the time. Um, or wanted to make long-term plans and include me. And it meant I have to, I had to like a, a responsibility or to do a lot. And it's like, I am sorry. I can't like, I, I can't even commit. Cause I have no clue how I'm going to feel two months from now on that day. Like I could tell you closer to, or the week of, but yeah, two months out, girl, I could be in a flare. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. and a lot of friends got offended. Maybe they would think I just didn't want to hang out with them or just didn't want to commit to this or that of theirs or be a part of this or that. And it's like, it's not that at all. Like, I love you to death, but I am struggling so badly. And that was hard, you know, finding friends that do understand and are fair to me, too. Um, and it has caused me to lose some friendships or some people I was really close to, Um, you know. And that hurts me. It upsets me, but I can also understand why. Maybe they just feel like, well, oh, I guess we shouldn't invite her anymore, or maybe she doesn't want to do this because it would hurt her. Like I could see that perspective. So I'm not, you know, saying it's all them, but um, yeah, it it has kind of sucked. But I found a lot fewer, but a lot closer people in my life and friends to do things with and to make our plans or to understand that I might not be able to plan until like a day of or a week of at least. Um, you know, and it's really nice to have friends that are like there for me. You know, um, I was at a friend event recently and my one friend who, <laughs> who was to ride with me had to end up driving us there too um, because I was having a terrible day and I, have to push through because this was a really really important event for my friend and like I didn't want to miss it either I felt too bad so I was like I have to go I have to go I have to go but like the getting up the getting ready the pushing through it about killed me because I was having a terrible day and so my one friend that was to ride with me drove us there we're there the whole time I had to sit like I felt so bad already but at least I made it there but it got so bad that I had to, I had to leave. I, I couldn't take it anymore. I, I had to. I was in the bathroom breaking down. Like, there was no way around it anymore. I needed to lay down. I couldn't sit there and put on the, the social nice stuff. I, I couldn't even think straight. <laughs> like, And when it's a bad day, too, a side note is, like, you don't want to talk. It hurts so bad. <laughs> like, so no part of me wanted to be sitting there socializing. I mean, I, well, I wanted to. I couldn't. So then I'm like, I- I'm just terrible. And it set me into a full-on anxiety attack. I felt so bad for leaving. I, like, ran to the car. I'm bawling my eyes out. I'm, like, in a full panic attack because I felt so bad if I had to leave. And that was one of those really hard moments that I had to, like, accept. That, like, I have what I have, and I need to go home and lay down. You know, I, I-, I made it. I came here. I gave her a gift. I pushed through. But I need to stop. But it's like I didn't want to accept it because I didn't want to hurt her feelings. And it was so important to me and I wanted to be there so bad mentally. But then it was just like I couldn't. Sorry. And it sent me into a full-on panic attack. My nerves are all shot. I'm just, I'm in pain. This day was so miserable. I think one of the worst days I've ever had with this illness. And it was head-to-toe pain. Couldn't think straight. Couldn't talk straight. Couldn't drive. Couldn't nothing. And then it's like, God, I can't even drive you know, like how debilitating. I I can't even make it from where I'm at home if I needed to. Like I physically cannot drive myself. So my friend had to leave, you know, early and like drive. But that friend, you know, she was so fine with it. She understood. She's like, stop. Do not feel bad. I'm here for you. Like I'll drive us home and it's fine that we had to leave early. You're fine. It's good. Like I'm there for you. You know, I'll get you home, get you settled. Like you know, you are fine. And if anything, she was like really encouraging me just to be like, look, you came like on a bad day. You got yourself to get ready and come. You brought the gift. You were here for three hours. Like you did plenty. It's okay if you have to leave because you have something you can't control. And like that made me feel really good. And those are the kind of friends I have got to have around me um, and people with this. And it really matters. And it matters to have their support in those moments too. Because then you aren't so hard on yourself and maybe you don't get, you know, I could have dove just because of that event into a really deep depression. But just because of my friend's support and understanding and encouraging me on it, it helped me to be like, you know, you're right. I do have what I have. I can't help it. At least I pushed through the most I could. So it's okay to go home and it's okay to lay down. It's okay to rest and it's okay to try again next time, Mm -hmm. you know, and it's like, it's fine. Give myself some grace, and if anyone else was gonna be mad at me, those are the people I can't have around me. Then you don't understand. You don't want to be empathetic, and that's that's fine. But that's not fine for me, you know. And and it's like, yeah, I have to have some backbone too. So, yeah,
0: that um, I can I can see how it could be very uh uh frustrating. You know, because you cannot yeah. control it. It is kind of controlling... Well, I mean, it is controlling you, like, in that moment. Yeah. yeah. Um, so you just feel very, like, powerless, I assume. Yes. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I think it's great that you have people like that who can, you know, support you and yeah. that are just okay with it. Yeah. Um, Gotta find your people. Yeah, and I I mean, from all that you were saying about it, I really... um. I can't even imagine though like how I would be with that, mm-hmm. you know um, it's definitely something that like you definitely need to be very strong, I feel like
1: or um, warriors, fibro warriors, I think is what we call it <laughs> we are fibro yeah warrior
0: gang. yep, you are <laughs> that, um
1: oh. but yeah, yeah, so. You know, that's it. That's all I got for now. I want to continue the conversation on this for sure. Um, but I would definitely say to anybody in my shoes, find your people. I think that's going to be the biggest help in getting through it is having your support system and people that understand you and don't make you feel bad for your bad days, your cancellations. Yes, You got to leave the party early. Find your people um, and you can get through it. And you're not alone. Um, mm mm-hmm you know but don't just find people that have fibromyalgia find people that support you and are there for you and understand you in those moments so those are very good words yes so that's advice. <laughs> definitely we'll continue the conversation but that's it that's a wrap on episode three Woo! four three four trailer three four. four i don't know anymore <laughs> losing count we're doing so many um yeah so i look forward to Talking about this more, and this feels so freeing. Oh my gosh, I feel like I'm so excited to post it and be like, I got a grounding illness. You know, <laughs> I can be, you know, I can rest some days. No one can be mad at me or make me feel bad. Like, you know, I'm good to show up in sweatpants and a sweatshirt. You know, next podcast, okay? <laughs> this makeup, this it's done. <laughs> You're like it's this gonna is gonna from much. the bed with the heating pad. Okay, the massager on. That's what it's gonna be. <laughs> oh. For real. Um. So, (laughs) I tell you. But um. Yeah. So yeah. This feels good. You know. I can't wait to share it and hopefully make other people feel like they can relate and that they're not alone. So it feels good. (laughs) Another round round of applause. Thank you so much for listening.